0: what up y'all it's your girl Brandis. man it's been a few months since i've done a podcast and i just really had to take some time to regroup some things in my life um my daughter's finally back on her schedule with her dad thank god um so that actually is giving me some more free time and i'm also trying to learn how to incorporate this time during the day because i do have some free time during work hours so um, I'm like, hey, why not go ahead and and get this time in while my little one is at school. So what I wanted to tell you guys about was this new found system or found friendship that I have in my ex husband's ex girlfriend. Like she is so dope. Like she is the best ever. Um, I mean she's a sweetheart and everything. And we have children in common. So my daughter has a sister. That's her baby sister. Uh, she is so precious. Oh my gosh, she is just a ball of fun. They are just so alike, and we crack up all the time just talking about how much they either look like their pops <laughs> and they got them strong jeans, or how they act just alike. And it is so cute to see them build this bond and really get to know each other because they don't really get to see each other that much. So, um, to be able to be a part of that is something I'm proud of because a lot of times in this day and age us black women we really have a hard time with um you know our exes exes or the other baby mamas you know I really don't like that terminology but I've gotten kind of accustomed to it and used to it because it's the norm out here um so to be able to have a friendship and establish a friendship or even like a sisterhood with someone that you share um you know, children with as far as the parent, um, it's it's a blessing to be honest. It's a it's a good blessing. Um, we're able to not have any drama. Baby mamas no drama. You know what I'm saying? We had no drama because neither one of us are involved with our past. We have both moved forward. We're both doing our own thing. Um, like I'm in a relationship. You know, she's she's single and doing her thing. And you know, one day she'll meet that Mister Right, and that'll be for her. Um, but it's cool that we could come together and do, we did like trunk or treat um you know we have like a little sleepover for the girls and just to kind of watch them grow and we talk about them being older and trying to go to parties and driving I mean it's cool like it's really cool to really think about those things but you don't have to have issues like I think in our society as black women it seems like we just don't get along <laughs> like even if we're not the x's ex, you know what I'm saying like we just don't get along we don't know how to uplift one another encourage each other we don't know how to support each other and then this situation we're able to have a blended family and to be able to support and uplift one another as we move forward in life and as we raise our daughters mainly on our own so I think it's a positive thing it's a really good thing to have that that way you our daughters can see that hey you can get along like you don't you don't have to be bitter, you don't have to be crazy, you don't have to be what with, with our stereotypical world is like when it comes to baby mamas. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very positive outlook and impression for them to see two black women getting along who share the same past relationships with this this one guy. Um, and to see that hey, like we've been there, done that, we've moved on. And now it's about you guys. It's about the kids making sure they know each other. I've talked to so many different other women or girls or young, you know, young teens that are like, I don't even know my siblings, or my dad has more than four to five, six, seven kids with different women, and I don't know them, or there's favoritism, or there's this, there's that. And so we actually can give them that opportunity to say, hey, guess what you guys are sisters you deserve this relationship you deserve this bond this is not something that not only your dad can do but we can also do as girls together you know what i'm saying i have that girl time because really i mean he can't he can only do so much you know what i'm saying like he can't really he can't really do all the stuff we could do you know what I'm saying we could have you know a girl night and we're gonna go shopping and get our nails done get our hair done we may do some little parties and sleepovers and talk about girl things and as they get older talk about all those different transitional parts of life that girls go through as they become teenagers and young women and young adults. So it's it's such a blessing. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, are you ever worried about this and that?" And I'm like, "Look, we're both mature. We both love God, you know. Um we both our our center purpose and attention is not on the past. It's on the present and on the future. And we realize just how, you know, important it is to have that sisterhood um for our babies and it's it's a blessing. Like we have so much fun together. Um, and we basically see eye to eye about a lot of stuff so we don't have issues but you know God is good you know what I'm saying God is so good because some women out here cannot do that like they have too many problems they still hung up on the ex like no you you can't do it if, if you're still going to be going back and forth with that cause you got to be totally clear of that person and you have to be moving forward so you know it's really cool it's really cool I'm appreciative. And guys, so guys, you can do it too. Like, I mean, I'm not saying you should go out here trying to do this, cause sometimes you may get you may get a bit a bad batch. You may not get somebody who's on the up and up. You got a lot of manipulators out here, a lot of people that's just a little crazy, a little side eye, they do a lot of side talking. But if you meet somebody and they're pure hearted, they're authentic and you know, this happens to be, you know, one of your your, your child's siblings parent or mom then, I mean, hey, there's it's nothing wrong with it. They're, they're siblings, you know what I'm saying? If you can create the peace for the kids, so that way they don't gotta feel like, well, you got a different mom than I got and all this stuff like that. Like, there's no need for that mess. They don't deserve that. They deserve the very best. And to see two women get along amongst their differences and amongst the person that they were with is a is a very, very positive role model to have um, as women in their lives. So, guys, I just want to encourage you, don't ever feel like... Stuff like this can't happen, you know? Like, I get along with my, my boyfriend's, um you want to say baby mama, or his his child's mom. We get along very well. I mean, we... Sometimes we've done things together as a group with her and her husband. Like this stuff is possible. Like it's possible in our black community. Like everything isn't drama and doom and gloom. Like there are some positive things because guess what? It works out for the kids. It's the best situation for the kids. And all of our kids can be together. We can hang out. We can go places. We can do things and not have any issues because guess what? Everybody has moved forward. Like nobody is stuck. So I just wanted to put that out there for you guys today. Something to eat on that you want to think about. Hey, it's not for everybody. But if you can do it and it's something where you guys are both mature and it's a mutual situation, I mean, why not? I mean, you're basically family in a sense, you know what I'm saying? So, I hope you guys have a great day. I'm going to be coming back with more content. Just stay tuned. Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl Brandis from the Hoff Podcast, aka the Heart of Thorns Podcast, where we talk about life, relationships, and growth. And tonight, we're actually going to talk about the whole reason why I created this podcast. Was to talk about narcissists and narcissism and people with narcissistic personality disorder. Um, narcissists are folks who have this grandiose um, self-esteem or, or sense of self-worth about themselves. Basically, like they're untouchable. I mean, they're like super superhuman in a sense. Um, they believe that they are just it, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing that you can tell them to humble them or to keep them accountable for any actions, um, especially anything that causes problems or sabotages anybody else's life. Uh, They are the first ones to point the finger at you. A lot of times these people are master manipulators. They use and abuse people, whether that's emotional, verbal, spiritual, Mental, And, you know, the crazy thing is people always think that abuse has to be physical. Abuse can be mental and emotional. Okay. Abuse can be spiritual. I've seen it. I've been in churches where the pastor, when I look back now and after I learned all this stuff about narcissists, where I realized the pastor themselves was a narcissist. Because they use their authority as a pastor in a church to turn people against each other, to lie on people, to have people spy on people. I mean, to hurt your feelings and find your weaknesses and to play off of those things. It is the the worst um, personality to ever deal with. And it's very toxic and unhealthy. Um, Dealing in a relationship with the narcissist will be like the worst relationship of your life. I can I can attest to that (laughs) because I have been through that. And basically, this person tends to come into your life like a con artist. I mean, they basically mirror everything that you talk about, everything that you like, the type of person that you are. Sometimes they'll take your own personality traits and they'll copy that um and make you feel like you guys have so much in common you guys like the same things but really on the inside you have no idea who this person is because they do have an identity issue okay they don't really know who they are or if they do know who they are they're not they don't feel safe and confident and secure in who they are so that way they have to pretend to be somebody else um and lots of times these people will fake the funk until they know that they have locked you down till they know that you are you know sickly in love with them, and you will do any and everything for them, and that is when they will start to drain you dry. these people will they will take advantage of your finances um they will take advantage of you emotionally to get whatever they want, whether it's sex um you know whether it's to use any materialistic items that you have, whatever it is any beneficial um aspect of your life. They will suck you dry, okay? They will just suck you dry till you have nothing else in you left, and if they will leave you trying to figure out what is wrong with me. Am I going crazy? You know what I'm saying? You could literally tell this person that the sky is blue, um, and they say the sky is red, and this will have you just going nuts because they make no sense. Like there's, they just kind of like live in their own world, and they make up, you know, their own their own rules. Um, But in the real world and with normal people and people that care and people that are loving people, this stuff is very hurtful and painful because lots of times it's used to manipulate you. It's used to bring you down and to tear you apart. And looking back as I like examine my life and realizing, man, you were with a narcissist. um, (laughs) I'm grateful to God that I was delivered out of that situation um, because it was very toxic, very, very toxic, especially when. You have people lying, you have people triangulating you, which basically means they will tell somebody a bunch of stuff about you that's not true. Or they will paint this picture of you to someone else to make that person not like you, to make them turn from you. Whether it's your family members, friends, um, you know, people on the side that they're dealing with, outside of the relationship. They will triangulate you guys. So that way, one, you don't talk to each other. One, you have no relationship. They wanna see you isolated. They wanna see you suffer. Um, they don't like for you to have friendships and relationships. I remember that. I remember feeling like I had to call every dude that I knew bro. <laughs> because that person felt like, Man, like they you, you messing with them or they like you or something. Like they had no no security, even though, you know, I was never a, a cheating woman or the cheating type, you know, where I'm hiding things and sneaking off and stuff like that, but you know they will make you feel like that um so dealing with a narcissist will change your life because you go into this relationship thinking that it's it's true love and it's pure and this person is pulling out you know all the stops to to let you see that but you know what's important is consistency and narcissists lack consistency in every area they are popping out babies everywhere they can't even finish a relationship with anybody, y'all. Like they can't like they having kids and they're already hopping into another relationship with somebody else and having another child. Like they don't finish anything. Like they always start and stop. Nothing ever gets completed. Um these people are extremely toxic. And when you remove this person out of your life and you look back and you examine yourself and you examine the things that have happened in your life with that person, you will realize that this person is very unhealthy. No matter how much you love them, no matter what they portrayed themselves as in the beginning, this person is the most toxic individual ever. And you have got to get out because your life will be in total turmoil as long as you're connected, talking to and involved with that person. Um and narcissists basically operate off of three phases in your life, whether you're dating or friendships. They first start off with this, what they call the love bombing stage. So, this is when you're getting to know them and they're saying, you know, all the right things, doing all the right things. They're paying attention to you. You know, a lot of us women, we tell these guys everything we want. We tell them what we've been through, what we've had, and where we want to go. We're just rambling at this point. They're listening, they're taking notes on everything. And they are consistently and constantly figuring out how to shape themselves to be what you're asking for so once they get that information they love bomb the heck out of you i mean they're opening up doors they're pulling out chairs they're meeting your family they're hanging out with you um they're loving on you buying you things you know constantly texting you making sure you know that they care that they thinking about you all types of stuff of course who wouldn't want that in a relationship right but this is what they want you to see. This is what they want you to feel. So that way they can hook you in. All right. Once they do that a while enough to get you get your love drunk, okay, then they start to devalue you. And a lot of times this happens when you stand up for yourself and say, no, then no, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. Or you just don't cooperate the way that they expect you to. Then they start to devalue you. And a lot of times they may gaslight you. You know, um, you could you could say something simple, it's like "Hey, babe, do you want something to drink?" And they'll say "Shut the f up!" Like, <laughs> like and you'll be like blown away. Like, what, what the heck? Like, what do you like? Why are you cussing at me? Like, what was? And then they'll laugh it off, like, "Oh, I'm just joking." Like, just you're so sensitive. Like, they play on your emotions and your feelings, and they start to trip you up with this devaluing because now they're like pushing your buttons to see how far they can go, what they can say, what they can get away with, and when they do that it drives you nuts. Okay. Then they start making you feel like you're crazy, you know, by gaslighting you, you know, saying, you know, obviously, like I said, you could say that the, the, the color of the sky is blue and they'll tell you it's red. It makes no sense. And it makes you think like, maybe I'm seeing this wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm off, you know, because they are so strict and firm about what they're saying. Then they get to the point where They discard you, where now you become isolated, and they're kind of annoyed with you. They have a lot of resentment towards you. They pull away from you. They're no longer around. They start sleeping downstairs. Like You're trying to figure out what's going on, because you're constantly trying to change yourself to fit this person's needs. You're trying to work on this and work on that, because they said, you can't do this. You can't do that. But they still... Don't want you they they still are distancing themselves, but in this whole three phases right here, even in the love bombing, they got somebody heating up on the side. They had got two or three, four, or five people on the side that they just talking to, got a couple of friends they' flirting with, they got one person that they might be sleeping with, one or two, three people they may be sleeping with. They always have somebody else in the picture, like always, these people do not know how to commit to anybody; they suck at commitment. You know, I don't know why they get married because they they just want to lock down good supply. And that's a woman that obviously can do all these things or they're like a trophy wife, somebody that looks good. You know what I'm saying? That kind of makes them look like they're normal. But this person has no idea that they have all these issues. And so a lot of times you don't find out until after you get married. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this person definitely needs help. Um, but sometimes people just, they're dating and they're just in a relationship and they figure this stuff out. A lot of times they'll discard you once you have a baby, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, talk you up, talk about they want to have a child. And then when, when you get pregnant, all of a sudden they start treating you differently because now they got what they wanted. Now they're on to the next. You have to be careful and watch what people say and what people do. You know, a person's going to tell you and show you who they are. And when they show you who they are the first time, please believe them. Make note of their family. See how they interact with their family, how their family interacts with them. You know, what kind of background do they have? What what kind of... They got baby mamas. What happened between them and their baby mamas? Is everything is always the baby mama's fault? That's a problem because at the end of the day, the common denominator is that person. Is that man. Or if everything is the, the man's fault or the baby daddy's fault, it's the woman, you know? They're not holding up their own responsibility for the stuff that they cause in a relationship. Like my boyfriend always taught me. Everybody plays a part in something. Whether it's small, middle, middle size, medium size, or big. You play a role in something. Whether that's negligence, being naive, or just plainly ignoring the signs or the red flags. You play a part in it. Um...